0: It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl DeMasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. Woo! And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And welcome back to another Wednesday night July, July, sorry, August 3rd, I can't believe it, I'm talking about July, okay, August 3rd, 2020, episode 16 of the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast with the coach Carl DeMossi and his co-host, the man with the plethora of baseball knowledge, okay, he's got a cranial vault that just, I don't know how his new wife's going to like the the, the baseballs coming out of his ears, and of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. What's up, Kyle?
1: Hey, Coach. Good good to get back to it with you this weekend. A lot to cover. Trade deadline. We are getting down the home stretch here. The races are getting tight
0: in a couple of divisions. And, man, we got a lot to cover tonight. And uh, like we do this every Wednesday night, it's presented by Coach's Corner. Uh, we're part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Got to thank John Henderson and Del Henderson and Linda Stewart's five shows. Okay, Wednesday sure. night's at 6 o'clock. You got Rubbin' and Grubbin'. Rubbin' is Racing, Grubbin' is tasting with Brandon Bain, the Atlanta man, and the producer, Lawrence Bennett. The original uh, Coach's Corner uh, Sports Network show. And then, of course, yours truly, the, the Sports Sport Saturday mornings from 9 to about 10.30. Then the once-a-season Augusta National, uh, the Masters with the Herb Brothers, the 19th hole. They do a great job, Sean and Brent Herb. Two podcasts, the Hot Grids Podcast with the Young Guns, Spencer Matic and uh, Travis John talk all things sports. And, of course, yours truly, the other podcast. Who's on first base with the baseball coach and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson and Carl DeMossi. All right, so there we go. Before we start, we lost the great one, another great one today. We lost Bill Russell in basketball early in the week. Well, we lost the great one, Vince Scully. He is the voice of baseball, always will be the voice of baseball, even though there were some other guys that really were up there with him. Uh, You got to love it. Vince Scully, 94 years old. Probably my favorite, Kyle, is the call of Hank Aaron's, 715th home run. Yeah, and he really
1: let the sound do the work. He stepped back, poured himself a cup of coffee, and just let it let it sink in for the fans out there watching. Al Downing, you know, the Dodgers gives up the home run. It goes into the left field bullpen. Everybody's freaking out at old Fulton County Stadium, and he stands back and just gives the, you know, the accolades to Hank Aaron. And it was a beautiful call, and he did that. He was known for the turn of phrase. He was known for letting the sound do the work, you know, and he learned for the best going all the way back to Brooklyn in 1950, 67 years with one organization learning from the great red barber. Now, and I'll just tell you this five words, you hear five simple words, you know who it is. It's time for Dodger baseball. That's been Scully. And that's what happened. And then when he goes West, what happens he brings the game of baseball, Major League Baseball, to the West Coast after the you know, first two teams finally move out there, the Giants and Dodgers in 1958. He was the sound of the summer for Dodger fans and baseball fans throughout this country. And of course, he was a national guy. He did football. He did everything. He and did a little he just, golf. He did golf. He did everything because he could, and he was always so well prepared. And I know there's a ton of broadcasters out there and just fans you know, that have had the chance to meet him and just know they always seem to have a Vin Scully story. He was the best, sorely missed, what a wonderful life, 94 years old.
0: Probably one of the greatest lies, lines of mankind when he said, you got to witness this, a black man in the deep South being loved by everybody. That was great. 1974, we still had racial issues. When he said that, it still stands out in my mind. And uh, even back there in 1974, and you know Jackie Robinson, first African American black athlete, he stood by his side. So the man was a class act, always will be a little bit of class act, like a you gentleman,
1: said. always like a gentleman,
0: gentleman to the day he died. All right, so Vince Cully, you're up there watching us. This one's for you, buddy. And you as, got that right. Go Dodgers for Angela. You got that right. All right, five <laughs> innings. Uh, one, two, three, four innings. First four inning, we go. Around the horn. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to go around the horn with sleepers and buyers. We'll talk about the division, and then we're going to co- talk about the sleepers and buyers. Uh, Sorry,
1: the sellers, sellers and, buyers. and buyers. I know what you meant. I knew what you were getting at because, hey, that's what this time of year is all about.
0: <laughs> sleeping, yeah. Oh, no, sellers. I mean, all right. Sellers and sleeping. buyers, okay, from each division, and then we'll get into the second inning. We'll talk about the Braves, what they did. what are chopping on the Braves. Third inning, we'll talk a little bananas. They're going back to the ship. They can repeat. Big surprise who they're playing. And, of course, we'll talk quickly about the uh, three local guys, four local guys, no, three local guys, that are still trying to make it back to the majors. One was sent down. One's in rookie ball. The other one's in the independent league. And then, of course, a little baseball trivia. All right, inning number one. Let's start out around the horn. We go around the divisions. Number one, we start out in the junior circuit in the AL East. Yankees still 11 games up.
1: Yeah, 11 games still up. And, I mean, basically, you saw a few incremental moves now, the big move for me, as far as the sellers go, and I was a little torn on this at first, but Toronto, uh, they make a move as a buyer, and Kansas City sends them Whitmerry Merrifield, really talented, versatile guy, and he can really help them at second base in the outfield, had some really strong seasons at this point in his career, send him to a winner, a team that definitely has a shot and is already in the driver's seat and in the wild card. That is the buyer for me. Yeah, of course, I'm not terribly surprised. You know what? This did shock me a little bit for a team that's on the come a little bit in a tough division. And that is the Baltimore Orioles trading Trey Mancini.
0: What do you think about that? I just think they're just saying, OK, we're not going to we're not going to be in this race. Why do we want to stay around? Let's just start selling everybody. And, you know, this is probably the best season that the Orioles are having. They're 54 and 51. Why are you trading these guys away?
1: Okay, because I know you're still knocking on the doorstep right there, but you're still a team that's probably a year away from really going after in the wild card. And you trade him, you get some good pieces back from the Houston Astros. If you say you've literally flown the white flag and said, I need one more year to do this, they'll be in the mix. That's a fun team. We talked about them last week for sure. And uh,
0: yeah, that was the big sell that really shocked me. Oh yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, nothing, nothing big with the Yankees. Uh, they sent Joey Gallo out to the Dodgers. That's a
1: change of scenery that needed to happen. That I mean, had, New York was killing him.
0: Well, you know, he was born. He was born in Arizona, but his father was a New Yorker, big and shot. I think this made him. Uh, uh, this made him want it so bad that he just pressed too hard.
1: You can see it. You know the guy has the talent, and, I mean, the opportunity was there from New York. He couldn't cash it in. Change of scenery move. I mean, I think it's really good for both parties.
0: All right. So uh, right now the Yankees have a big lead there in the uh, ALE still. Now we go to the AL Central. Uh, The Twins now are up one game over the Guardians and two games over the White Sox, and uh, it's going to be a battle all year long in the Central.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I mean, it's just, you know, the Twins have played really good ball throughout the year. It's a terrible division. And I mean, I think Cleveland is the best managed ball club. But I'll tell you this, the um, Twins really went out there and made a big move in picking up right-handed closer from Baltimore, also Baltimore, in (laughs) Jorge Lopez. And, I mean, that guy can flat out shut shut it down in the ninth inning. That's a big pickup to bolster that bullpen. That's the big one. And, of course, I've already touched on it before the big sell. Not a real shocker there. Send him to a winner. You know, give him a chance to get in the playoffs. And that's Whit Merrifield, longtime second baseman and uh, outfielder for the Kansas City Royals going up to Toronto.
0: Now, is he going to get a shot so he can play in Toronto? That's time- the
1: question. Uh, you got to be vaccinated if you want to go up that 38th parallel right there, buddy. And um, I have a feeling that money talks and he'll get the shot. Enough posturing. Get vaccinated, people.
0: All right. So let's go out to the West. We go out to the West Coast. Astros with a healthy 11-game lead over the Mariners, even though the Mariners are uh, playing fairly well. And, uh, you know, they're, they're improving.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you that. And, I mean, you could say both teams you just mentioned right there definitely buyers in this situation here. And, of course, you look at Houston. They go out there. They get Trey Mancini. And then, of course, they, uh, they pick up a little bit of depth. And, I mean, uh, this is kind of interesting for the Red Sox. They trade Christian Vasquez. And uh, he goes out there to Houston, really bolsters. Um, he's a good catcher, calls a really good game. And a um, little bit of a retool move by the Red Sox. They pick up two players that are already helping a really good ball club. Now, what I really like from, of course, the Mariners is, is them going out there and um, spending the money on some starting pitching? And uh, of course, they get a great starter from uh, Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, they picked up a good one.
1: Yeah, Luis Castillo. And this was the, the that tells me that they still believe they can battle back. They're already in the driver's seat to get a shot at the wild card. This is a team that has not been to the playoffs in over 20 years. They want a piece of it. Jul- Julio. I was about to say uh, Julio Rodriguez, man, that kid's fun. I wish he played in a market where we could see him a little bit more. What a beast.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Seattle, that would be the big buyer for me going out yeah. there. And guess, 100%. 100%. Here. We'll see if the Mariners can get in that wild card spot. That's what it's going to come down to. That's what they're playing for. All right. Over to the senior circuit. We stay out on the left coast and we go to the NL West. Dodges a healthy 11 and a half lead over the Padres. But the Padres made the biggest splash of all. They're the yeah. biggest buyers this year, if you ask me, because they get a hell of a kid in Juan Soto. They really
1: do. That you could consider this one of the biggest trade deadline moves of all time. You get a 23 year old player who has generational comps. You know, I'm talking. I'm looking at Ted Williams and other like you know OPS numbers. Going back through his age 23 season. This kid's special, Washington is thoroughly in a rebuild. And they get back basically a war chest of prospects. Mackenzie Gore, you're looking at Abrams, you know, you're looking at Robert Hassel, the third going back. And they also get a really talented, hard-hitting first baseman in Josh Bell. And, of course, Eric Hosmer vetoed the trade. He ends up working on a deal to go to Boston. The biggest buyers, it's a no-brainer. It's the San Diego Padres. They're still 11-and-a-half back of the Dodgers right now. But, but scary team in the playoffs. All you got to do is get in the dance. But they're only four games out of the wild card. I was about to say, no, they are three games up in the wild card right now. Oh, they're now.
0: three games up. I had They're to three games
1: up It's 60-46. Yeah, they're firmly in that driver's seat.
0: All right, so let's go to your beloved NL Central. Uh, The Brewers have a two-game lead lead over the Cardinals. And I had a, I, I mean, I mean, Seller, what are you doing, Milwaukee? You're selling the best reliever in baseball. I'll tell
1: you this, and the reason I'm kind of okay with this, well, one, from a personal standpoint, get Josh Hader out of my division. I'm getting really tired of getting beaten by that guy. But I digress. That's not why you called. Anyway. They trade him. They get some really solid prospects back in that trade. He goes out to San Diego. Oh, my gosh, that's a scary bullpen. And they pick up some good pieces. But what they have, they've got some depth in that bullpen. They thought that let's sell high on Hater maybe a year earlier than they probably would have moved him. Devin Williams, who's been the anchor in the eighth inning, he can move in and take right over. I'm kind of okay with the trade. And uh, St. Louis ends up trading. Um, they get back Jordan Montgomery to help the back end of their starting rotation. They give up Harrison Bader, another guy that I'm happy to see out of my division.
0: <laughs>
1: now I I'll tell you this now. Okay. Big seller. We already talked about him and that's, um, you know, of course, Luis Castillo from the Reds and Rysol Iglesias uh, gets traded as well. No big shocker there. The Cubs moved a few minor league arms. The big shocker for me, obviously is that Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ don't get moved. I'm happy as a Cub fan right now, just as a fan but I don't know if they're going to extend these guys. Quite frankly, I just don't think they could find um, a, a matchup that worked as far as trade-wise. And the extra wild card team really plays a factor into that.
0: Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting. That's what they're jockeying in. You don't have to worry about the division now. Just get into the playoffs and you, get never, in the dance.
1: you, you never know two, what's going to happen. You got two more tickets to October that are ready to be
0: punched. You got to be in it to win it. That's what they're playing for. All right, last one, and uh, last one around the horn goes to the NL East. Mets are still three games up on the Braves. Uh, so, uh, you know, DeGrom comes back yesterday, pitches a hell of a game. Oh, my still gosh. Still doesn't get any run support from the Mets. I, that's the problem. So, but the Mets didn't make a biggest big splash. So, who do you think was the biggest seller here?
1: The biggest seller? And, I mean, you know, obviously Washington, that's the biggest no-brainer of all. Right, but Soto. you look – yeah, but you look at some of the incremental moves that were made. Miami, they decided to sit pat. Uh, you know, their young Mr. Lopez is a heck of a pitcher, and they're going to keep him for another year. I get it. Watch that team develop. Now, the Phillies went out there and made, I would say, the three teams that are in the mix, That of course, the Mets and the Braves battling out for the vision, but nine and a half back. But right now, very close to a wild card spot is the Phillies. They go out there, and they pick up Noah Syndergaard. They had... That's a really big ad for them. They pick up David Robertson from my Cubs, who was a great, you know, sign and flip guy. And then you look at the Mets and they go out there and they add some depth bats. They get Darren rough. Of course he played with Philadelphia and with the giants. Then you go out and you get a guy like Dan Vogelbach. And uh, that is a very large human being, but he can hit the ball a long way. I don't know what it's going to do as far as depth around Uh, the rest of the year but they're really banking on a good pitching staff and hoping to get some run support from their depth pieces but and of course the braves made some incremental moves as well only being three games out but we'll talk about that a little bit later
0: so it's going to be pretty interesting so overall the biggest buyer san diego padres the saint
1: james friars
0: and the biggest sellers the washington nationals
1: (laughs) yeah first in (laughs) war first in peace last in the national league
0: (laughs) Latin, you could you could have made a rhyme out of that last in the nationally east that would have been a good rhyme for you right there buddy
1: uh, I, i'm not i'm not really much of a rhymer i can't do that but you know i took from the old <laughs> washington senators American League, but whatever la 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 la. all
0: right wow right. a
1: lot of trades
0: yep inning number one in the books uh, a lot of trades gonna see what happens now uh for the dog days of the summer august and then get into september We'll see what the battle's going on. There's still about 60 games left for every team, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, don't forget, you're listening to the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast with the coach, called Demasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson, all presented to you by Coach's Corner on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And remember, it's all sports, all music, all food, all fun since 1991. And what do we got in the sound garden tonight? Tonight. What do we got in the Sound Garden Saturday night? What we got? Bad Company Experience. Ooh. Sounds like a pretty good I one. Die. It sounds like a pretty good one. Uh, last week, Departure, sold out. All right. Bad Company Experience, pretty much a hot ticket right now. It's not sold out now yet, but check it out. Bad Company Experience. Go to coaches.net. Go to Eventbrite. Get your tickets for it's always a night to remember it. The coach's corner, Sound guard. All right, inning number two. Let's break it down with the Braves. Uh, We're chopping on the Braves. The biggest deal, they pay a guy the money he's worth.
1: They certainly do. They go out there and they say, hey, Austin Riley, you're sticking around. They buy out his arbitration years. Get this, 10 years, $212 million. And he is going to be a Brave for life at this point. And... He comes out with a great press conference, you know, with a great comment. Hey, we got a lot more rings to win here. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he is very happy to be a Brave. And Alex Anthopoulos and the rest of Baseball Ops said, guess what? We want you here, too. You're our cornerstone.
0: I mean, that is a scary team right there. There's so much talent. They're locking that talent in. So it's not just going to be winning the World Series one time, one time only. They're going for it every year now. Not when they like, I think you tell me, you're the uh, trivia buff here. When they won, I think, 15 National League East divisions and they only got one World Series out of it? 14 straight. 14 straight.
1: That's true. But that's the great thing about the baseball playoffs. Cash the ticket. This team is built to last. And they went out there and, man, they made a couple of really incremental moves that are going to help. Now, I made my first error of the game, so you know, give me an E one on this. But Rice Eliglasi is formerly a Cincinnati Red, is now in. <laughs> he was with the Los Angeles Angels, and now he's being added to the back end of the Braves bullpen. Him in the eighth, and you throw in Kenley Jansen, bolster the bullpen that they sorely need.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, they they got they got the players there. They're a little beat up, though. Okay, very yeah. much so. I mean, uh, what's his face? Um, Ozzy Osby's, uh, you know, we don't know when he's going to come back. Yeah, he's still-, he's still
1: dealing with the fracture in the foot. There's really, there's no new reports right now. There hasn't even been talk about him going back on any kind of a rehab assignment. And then you got Travis Darno. He's got a little bit of a stomach bug. And Michael Harris, the second, uh, got hit in the foot. And he's a little bit day-to-day. Banged up, you expect that coming into
0: August. So, okay, and then we go to... Who's not? Who's hot? You got go. to go. Hmm? Riley got the offensive player of the month, didn't he?
1: Yeah, that's that's a no-brainer right there. I, was, I knew we were going to say the same thing on that one. And, of course, he gets paid, 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 and deserves it. He's an unbelievable third baseman and uh, continues to play great ball. But, I mean, guys that are cooling off, you could throw this out to a couple, uh, couple of players, actually, right now. What do you got?
0: Well, you know, the fans are beating up on Ronald Acuna Jr. I don't know yeah. why. But why are you beating him up? I mean, you're, you're going to go through slumps through a 162 game season. So give the guy a break. You got no better baseball player in, in the game than Ronald Acuna Jr. He's up there with the stars. And you guys, always the Braves fans, always hating, hating, hating. Quit being
1: fickle. I, we say this every year. You got to cut this out. And this guy is the face of your team. And guess what? He was on the DL for the majority of the first half of the season, yeah. he was bound to hit that wall. He will break through by the end of this month and into September when you need him. Remember that when you're booing him. But speaking of being a little beaten up on both sides of the ball, you add a little bit of depth too. You add some depth in the outfield. You pick up a guy like Robbie Grossman, who's had some pretty good seasons um, you know, kind of a starting role, kind of a little bit of a utility role with the Detroit Tigers. You pick him up and you also bolster your starting rotation right now with Jake Odorizzi. You're talking about a former first round pick, you know, um, you know, bounced around a little bit from the Houston Astros. A couple of big incremental picks. The Ricella Glacius one really sticks out to me as the one that probably means the most. But these are important. Um, these are important pickups right now that are really going to spell some of the guys that are injured down the stretch.
0: I mean, you know, Anthropolis comes through again, gets some key players. They, they're only going um, to boost, boost that roster. He's gonna, you know, they're going to make them a little more uh, sound. I mean, we're ready to go. Just that the Braves fans got to take it easy on their star players.
1: They really do. And that's just it. Just, you know, ride the wave right now. You're coming into probably right now, and I know we talk about this, you know, big turning points in the season. Well, guess what? This is a big one. Starting tomorrow, I know you dropped one three to one of the Phillies today. You won six out of your last four. You're still playing pretty good ball. You're 21 games over 500, three games behind the Mets. Guess who you're playing? You're going to Queens right now. Yeah. You're taking the seven train over there, and you got to play five games. And of course, there's a doubleheader mixed in there on the weekend. You have a chance. You take four of these games, you're in first place. Take advantage of it.
0: Well, that's the le- that's the last line, or that was the last statement I'm going to make. All right. Braves got to go to the Big Apple this is a chance now you got 12 games left you're playing five this week this weekend you got to make a move right now you can't you can't drop anything here you
1: really do and I think these moves that uh, Alex Anthopoulos and the rest of baseball operations for the Braves addresses that you're going to see Odorizzi get a get in get in a start in this one
0: it's going to happen it's it's got to happen so that's Chopping on the Braves in inning number two of the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast with the coach Carl Tomasi and the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson. All right, don't forget you want to go to the Sound Garden this weekend. Bad Company experience. The band is excellent. If you like bad company, you're gonna love this band. Go out there and check it out. Another tribute band on the Sound Garden stage at Coach Scorner this is Saturday night, seven o'clock. Go to ventbrite.com or go to coachscorner.net and get your tickets for Saturday night. All right, inning number three. We'll keep this rolling. We got to start with, of course, the Savannah Bananas. And then we'll touch up. We skipped the local players last week, so we'll talk about the local players Hello, yeah, yeah. that are in minor league baseball and the independent league trying to make it back to the show. But anyway, Bananas, easy sweep on the bacon. No, nope, no, nope, not even close. Uh, oh, you know, they get two games. Three,
1: eight to two, get out of here.
0: <laughs> so now they're ready to defend their Petit Cup championship back-to-back this team's only been in existence for six years. This is the third time they're in the championship. They won two out of three. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. This is the fourth time in the championship or the third time? First year they won it. Second, third year, they didn't win it. Fourth year, they didn't win it. They won it fifth year. So they won it twice out of the last they five won years. It twice so, out of the last twice. five years. Correct. So, and this will be another parents of the championship this this year. Now, what happens is the Wilson Tobbs, what is a Tob? I don't know.
1: Uh, I just know they play in North Carolina.
0: So uh, they have to go up there tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Okay, they win. They come back. They got two home in Grayson Stadium to win the whole thing. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. 7 o'clock. Go to Savannah Bans insiders uh, Join so you can watch the, uh, the 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 whiteboard broadcast. This is where Biko, Biko Scallon, he paints a picture for you using a whiteboard. But it's like listening to your Ray Didio. So uh, you got to check it out.
1: The theater of the mind. You got to love it. So, Yeah, and also do yourself a favor. Go to thecoastalplainsleague.com and look, look for your chance to vote for Biko as Entertainer of the Year for the CPL. The guy's already won it. Let's make him do it again. He does a great job. He's an absolute blast. I, it was so much fun having him on, doing a nice interview with you, Coach, last week. But how about the Bananas? Uh, I mean, just getting it done against making your biggest rival, and now they take on the Wilson Tops. A chance to get that luxury liner out on the sea where it belongs. Let's win us your ship,
0: boys. And I hate to tell you, fans, after they go to the ship, we still got six banana games left. Banana baseball, there's six left. So the 19th, the 20th, the 26th, 27th, and the 2nd and 3rd of uh, September – but they're all sold out. Sorry. Yeah. Good luck
1: with that one. Sorry. Banana ball. Yeah. And if you think about trying to get a ticket for any of these Cup championship games, yeah, you are sorely mistaken. Those have long been sold out.
0: As we say in Brooklyn, New York, forget about it. You ain't forget getting Forget about it. All right. So, okay. Local players, uh, J.B. Wendelkin still down there uh, in the minor leagues, right? Yeah, he's down there. He
1: uh, he had a really solid June, you know, and um, of course, but he's in the midst of kind of his second down year with the Diamondbacks after a solid month of June. He finally gets DF8 on the 6th of July. He goes down and he's in AAA with Reno, with the Reno Aces in the International League and, uh, excuse me, the Pacific Coast League. And uh, he's 1-0, four games, but his ERA is sky high. He's a, had a couple of rough outings, trying to figure some things out and probably uh, – Hopefully get another shot back in September, come back with a big club.
0: J.B. Delkin out of South Effingham High School. He's been around the majors for a long time. He's had a, a lot of cups of coffee in the big show. So hopefully he'll get back there pretty soon. Okay, you found out some uh, interesting uh, news on Tyler Bashler out of Calvary Day School, South uh, South Georgia College uh, with the New York Mets, Muts, Mets, whatever you want to call them. Now he's with the Minnesota Twins at St. Paul. Well, he was at St. Saint Paul Saints, but now he's in a rookie league.
1: Yeah, right now he's on a rehab assignment. He's been sidelined uh, for the better part of a month and a half right now. he uh, Eight games he pitched uh, with the St. Paul Saints. Of course, Minnesota Twins AAA affiliate in the International League. 2-1, 338 ERA through eight games uh you know had some shoulder issues and now he is down in rookie ball working on that right now trying to make his way back to St. Paul for the end of the year so just glad to see he's back resuming some baseball activities and getting a little bit of time at the professional level
0: yeah and so hopefully Tyler can get back there and then of course we go to the Atlantic Independent League we know Dom Demasi uh finally put the cleats up uh June 30th due to uh a shoulder issue, torn labrum, so it's going to take a lot for that young man ever to come back. But uh, you know, he he gave it a shot. Well, we got to go to his other classmate out of Calvary Day School, Ryan Lawler is still hanging up there, and I found a little bit, a uh, little tidbit right here. Yeah, uh, pretty cool stat. Charleston, West Virginia's Ricardo Gomez, Ryan Ryan Lawler out of Calvary Day School, Savannah, Georgia, and Kevin Seagrist combined to record the final nine outs all via strikeouts versus Lexington, the Lexington Gnomes, on July 30th.
1: Wow. I mean, you're talking about three guys going boom, boom, boom. You got nine straight strikeouts. And Kevin Segrist used to pitch for the St. Louis Cardinals. You're looking at a major leader right there. So that is really cool, and you don't (laughs) see that every day, just putting up nine straight Ks. You don't see that too often, let alone by three different
0: relievers. Three different relievers. So Ryan Lawley, they were using him as a uh, starter. Let me get his stats right here. He was uh, five and two. Uh, As of right now, ERA still at 6.07. So he's been in 25 games. But the, the amazing thing is he's pitched 59 innings. He has struck out 70 batters. And only walked twenty nine, so not a bad two to one ratio. Yeah, he'll also. get
1: you the K. It's the long ball that always concerns you with him a little bit, and of course he's had a cup of coffee up in AAA with the you know with the Chicago Cubs last year. And uh, keep working, man. Try to get back to affiliated ball, and I'm just glad you're healthy and uh, pitching with the Dirty Birds. Good yeah, merch.
0: He's, he's given nine home runs up on the season, so we'll go from there. All right, so that's uh, the Savannah Bananas. That is the local players. Inning number three is in the book. And now we go into inning number four. It's baseball trivia time Uh-oh. between the coach and the baseball fanatic. Of course, the baseball fanatic is up six games, six wins to four losses to six ties. Nope. Yeah, is that right? That's right. No. Sixteen. So, show, dude. You so got it. It's
1: it's six, gonna be four six. You got this. All right. Wait. So no, man, no, my, no. Math, my, my math sucks something awful. I mean, that that was eighteen. Wait, is that sixteen? At sixteen. So 16. it's five
0: five four and six
1: did i ever tell you i had to get a ba in college Oh no 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 it hold, it, hold, hold it
0: hold it hold it hold it hold a time out here okay uh i gotta go talk to the mound my mistake okay it's six wins for the fanatic three for the coach and six ties which equals 15 because this is show 16 so i was trying to steal one there buddy but i i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't lie yeah. In the, in
1: the, you know, the pre-show fist fight that we always have, you know, we talk, I thought it was six, four and six, but this is a 16 show. You are correct. Six, three and six. And once again, I'll say it had to get a BA in college because my math skills were so poor, but Hey, I don't need to do algebra to talk about baseball.
0: Well, I was trying to steal one there, but I couldn't do it. Okay. I, right. saw you. I heard it. So, uh, last week, uh, You uh, I believe you did the honors. That is, I went first. Okay, so this week you go first. Okay, so here you go. In honor of Vince Scully, trivia time for baseball announcers. Okay, all right, can you name the man? Not as long as Vince Scully, 67 years, but this man was 33 years on the year for TBS broadcasting the Atlanta Braves baseball games tbs
1: uh let's see i mean obviously i mean i can think of like three guy three guys that did it i'm just trying to think of the one you're trying to like really really give it to me on there uh i always think of skip carry
0: well is that your final answer
1: i was about to say i could either say that pete van Waren or ernie johnson i know what you're doing
0: is that (laughs) your final answer skip carry skip carry you're right Thank you. So you got a well, one nothing league. Skip Carey is part of a three generation line of baseball broadcasters. Sadly, he passed away back in two thousand eight at the age of sixty eight after a long battle with diabetes and related complications. And of course, his two sons are still carrying it on. Who are his two sons? I was about to say. Well, of course, you've got you
1: got Chip Carey, and dang it, I can't remember his younger son's name. And, but he, I remember he was broadcasting with the Rome Braves. Josh. Josh. There you go. I, I was close. Almost called him Jake.
0: And did they have to, anything to do with Harry Carey?
1: Yeah, just a little bit. You know, uh, <laughs> a little bit of lineage there, my friend. <laughs> All
0: right, I knew I knew you'd get that one. But you know what?
1: That's good. That's good. I like it.
0: All right. All so right. you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got to ask me now,
1: buddy. Oh, I got to ask you. No, you're in the middle of. Remember, a... we what? play
0: <laughs> two innings. We do two questions each inning. Your question and then my question. Then if it's tied at the end of the second inning where we ask each other another question, we go to tiebreaker. So you okay. got to ask me. Bottom of the first. So, all right, doing some
1: digging about our good friend Vince Scully. And uh, his first professional radio assignment was in 1949, and it was at what major league stadium?
0: I know he started with the Dodgers in the 50s. He was 22 years old. Okay, where did he start the year before? I didn't go that deep.
1: No. No. Uh, he, this was his first professional radio assignment. I didn't say it was with baseball. It might have been for another sport, but it was played at a major league stadium. Can you name me that stadium? Yankee Stadium. Good guess. Maryland played Boston University at Fenway Park in 1949. Vinny did the game on top of the roof at Fenway, froze his rear end off, but you wouldn't have known it by listening to him.
0: Okay, 1-0, nothing, second inning. Now I got to go to you, okay? Which announcer called games for the Reds, the Dodgers, and Yankees over three decades, and was fired in 1966 because he said something about the Yankee fans? Oh, that's Red Barber. Easy. It's over. You got the flag. I can't. Why win. that W, baby? Yeah, Red <laughs> Barber. Who who learned from Red Barber?
1: Who learned from Red Barber? Well, let's just say Vin Scully, his protege, okay, brought him on board in 1949 to help him with radio and then brought him on as the third man of the Dodger broadcast for the 1950 season and the rest is history.
0: Okay. I should ask you this question, okay, instead of instead of giving that away. Uh, you know, who is the uh f- the uh TV announcer for the first baseball game on TV? Red Barber.
1: That's right. Yep. So all right.
0: So, um, you win, buddy. That felt
1: good. That felt really good. It's emotional kind of day and a half losing a legend and, you know, of course, you know, uh, so much news the last couple of days. I know we kind of talked back and forth on whether or not we're going to do this yesterday. We and we decided, you know what? Let's let the smoke clear and I'm really glad we did cuz this has been a really fun show. All right. So, don't forget in the South
0: Garden who we got this weekend.
1: I believe we have the bad company experience. So I feel like making love. And Go out and listen to all the Bad
0: company.
1: To the, to day, the I die. day
0: I die. Hey, we got it right on that one, too. See, we actually lined up on that. That was, see, see what we're doing It's called. And Synergy. I got to tell you one thing, people. We did not tell each other what the trivia section was about. So You never do. Great minds think a lot, but I always lose. Uh, well, the. <laughs> Hey, you, you've been giving me a run for my money
1: this year, so I like that. But also, 7-3-6 uh, and six feels pretty good. That'll I get know. you in the playoffs.
0: Well, just tell Angela I did it for her and the Dodgers. That's why I she did She heard the whole shit. She did it for you, and she's waving. I'm going to make sure I wear, I wear a Dodger blue uh,
1: suit to your wedding. You do it. I'll probably be wearing some kind of cubby blue or uh, probably black. Well, whatever Angela tells me to buy, so. I was about to say, well, if that's the case, Angela just said, "Geez, you can walk her down the aisle in that." All right, so I got,
0: I got, I'll, I'll get a Dodger blue suit with a nice Dodger red tie. and It'll be perfect. I was about to
1: say, from the, ooh, is that from the Lasorda collection?
0: I like it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> very nice. All right, we're finally on time. We beat the time. Wow, literally. we got to get out of here. Remember, please say a prayer for what's going on in Ukraine. Please say a prayer what's going on in the United States with all this crazy uh, shootings. And it feels like the wild, wild west. But the reason why we do this, Mr. Fanatic,
1: it's a happy distraction. We talk about baseball. We have a few laughs. And hopefully we made you laugh and learn a little bit along the way. And man, it's been a great show, coach.
0: And I don't edit it. So all the blunders and the stuttering and all the uh, mishaps that the coach does. Hey. That's me. You got to love it. Okay. Oh, I, but anyway, took,
1: I took a few errors on
0: that one. I think I, I think two errors for the cubbies tonight. And I just want to make this quick, quick, little, do you know, the man that is the baseball fanatic is also the voice of the Savannah, Savannah Clovers. Clovers quickly, quickly. The well, uh,
1: professional soccer is coming to Savannah in the spring. We were uh, after being a parkside club Uh, Almost six years ago, we are now a part of NISA, the National Independent Soccer Association that is in the third tier of American soccer. Two levels below, let's say, Major League Soccer, the Atlanta United and the like. So I've been doing the play by play. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, look up the Savannah Clovers. I got a big interview coming up with our new head coach, uh, Englishman with a lot of experience, Coach David Proctor. We'll be doing that on the 15th, and that will be airing across all social media platforms, and we're really looking forward to it being a part of the community, and I can't wait to come across on the airwaves, hopefully at Memorial Stadium, coming up here next April. So thanks for giving me a little time to plug that, Coach.
0: And that's it. The baseball fanatic turns his voice to the soccer fanatic. So The beautiful game. Yeah, top of the morning to you, too, for your coach, okay? All right. There you go, mate. (laughs) So... That's English. What are you kidding me, mate? You, what are you The guy's Irish. you making him an Englishman now?
1: No, no. Our coach uh, would say you said top of the morning. I was about to say I did an Englishman. If you want, I can do a Scottish accent too. We've got the time.
0: <laughs> All right. Remember, Forget about it. <laughs> whatever you doing today, tomorrow. What are you going to do, there, fanatic? Always hit it out of the park, coach. And until we talk to you next week, God bless, and may it be what your best week ever. See you and later. Always. And always, hey, that was good. Do that again. (laughs) Ever. You got it. And we'll see you later. Okay. God bless. Have a good one. We're (laughs) out of here. Remember, always play ball.
1: Play ball.